Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with the man himself, Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Doing good. Hope you are. I'm fantastic, Bill. You know, it's we, we got through Easter. The weather, I think, is maybe kind of making up its mind right now. I, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's hard to well, tell. Well, you know, uh, when, I, when I think of Easter uh, in, in particular, I... I think of flowers blooming and uh, Easter sunrise services where the sun comes up and it's beautiful and it's warm and spring-like and the like. Uh, Actually, we uh, went uh, down to the Outer Banks uh, for Easter weekend. Uh, And uh, quite frankly, the weather just did not cooperate. I have to scratch my head as to whether uh, spring has arrived or not. Uh, You know, there are azaleas blooming and a few flowers out there. uh, But at the same time, these cold snaps are are, are giving us a, um, a hard challenge here. In fact, uh, we we came back from the we were planning. You know, our office was closed for Good Friday and Easter Monday, uh, so originally we were planning to stay at at the beach um, on uh, Monday. But uh, you know, the weather was uh, the for the whole weekend was uh, cool to cold. Uh, and then uh, it was uh, it rained all day uh, Monday at the beach and here in Raleigh, so we just decided to pack up and and come back to Raleigh on Sunday afternoon uh, because the weather has been so challenging. So it uh, hopefully this this weekend uh, w- will be the the real beginning uh, of spring-like weather for us, which is so nice once it actually turns the, the corner and we don't have to worry about these cold snaps uh, anymore. But uh, weather has been more challenging uh, uh, this this year, that's for sure. So we'll, we'll see how that works. Uh, and, of course, the other good news, uh, you know, some, some folks uh, were not so happy for uh, uh, Easter uh, uh, Monday, uh, because that was tax day as well, and and so at least it's really, 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 really good to have uh, tax day behind us. Um, it, it's uh, at least for most of us. <laughs> so that doesn't. Well, it, it's. Uh, it, I'll tell you, unlike most people. Uh, and this will sound a little bit weird, but I, I don't mind pay, paying reasonable taxes. I really don't. Um, what I hate is preparing, getting ready uh, for taxes. That takes so much stress and time and effort. It's just awful (laughs) so it's sort of like writing the check or having the automatic draft uh uh, is a relief uh when it finally comes but you know getting all that information together is just uh and 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 actually i'm i other than having a whole lot of different things to to have to deal with taxes on i 
I'm uh, fairly well organized, not because I personally am well organized, but I have people who keep me well organized, and that that's what it takes. <laughs> so anyway, it, it's uh, we had an awful lot to celebrate over Easter uh, and the day after Easter in terms of not only being saved, but uh, having taxes behind us too. So that was a pretty good weekend, all in all. Well, we can all, I think, find a, a little bit of celebration in the fact that it's it's close to being the farthest point away from having taxes due it, it, again. Well, you know, you know, even though the weather was not cooperating, it it still was uh, overall when you when you uh, consider everything, it was still a good good weekend. It certainly was, and you know. Uh, I think we had to deal with, uh, you know, still some changes in the tax code with, uh, due to the pandemic, and I think some of that is going to be phasing out a little bit. So, you know, taxes could be a little bit more different next year. Well, you know, actually, the, that's always the case. Uh, there were some uh, phase out of pandemic relief, and of course, uh, that will result in folks having more taxes to pay. Uh, which for some folks is a real hardship, uh, and for others uh, it's just a pain. Uh, but um, no, no question. I mean, that's something that Congress does to us every year, uh, if you will. And so there are always um, some changes. And, of course, one of the biggies that folks are not um, thinking about is the fact that um, uh, taxes are already automatically scheduled to go up from the lows where we are right now. And that uh, that was actually put into the law when taxes were lowered. And it was because when, and this was before the pandemic, you know, a lot of folks don't realize. And so, uh, uh, frankly, um, uh, th- these low tax rates that we are enjoying right now were designed to be short-lived. And so uh, when they passed, and now I have to say that it, it really, uh, there is some politics here, obviously. There are always politics with everything Congress does, and particularly with taxes. But when taxes were lowered for all of us for our individual taxes, uh, tax rates were, quote, permanently lowered in that ta- same tax law for corporations. And so corporate taxes went way, way down. Now, because the political winds changed, uh, you, you know, the corporate tax rates are now way on the way back up, but individual tax rates have not changed yet. But they are still scheduled to change uh, January 1, uh, 2026. Or if you want to say that the good taxes tax rates are going away December 31st of 2025. So uh, the year of 2026, it may be unless the taxes change again, which they certainly can. Every two years, there's a new Congress, if you will. Uh, and so it, it could change again. But you also have to understand that there's a lot of economic 
policy. It's not just a matter of wanting lower tax rates. The fact is, is it sustainable in terms of uh, the economy and where we are? And the fact is, when the taxes were lowered, the agreement was it was not sustainable. And that was before all of the spending that needed to occur during the pandemic. So, in fact, um, no question that the spending during the pandemic not only helped an awful lot of folks, there were clearly some folks that were unfairly helped that didn't need the help, um, and that that um, made a lot of us uh, not happy. But the fact is that there were a lot of folks who were struggling and did get help, and that helped. And one of the, the truisms is the fact when you give money to the folks who need it, they spend it. And guess what? The economy has been boomed because of it. Uh, no, no question about it. Uh, when you let uh, folks uh, keep more money when they don't need it, then it doesn't get spent and the economy doesn't expand like it does when uh, otherwise. I mean, that's just pure economic... Uh, I mean, whatever you want to call it, it's just true. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, I like tax savings. Uh, no matter what the law is, my job is to help people reduce their taxes. Um, you know, I, I had a very, very good friend who uh, uh, went berserk and should have when her CPA uh, indicated that uh, that they needed to pay, she and her husband needed to pay in an extra $50,000. And it was like, oh my gosh. Um, And, and quite frankly, I'm, I'm scratching my head. I don't see how that could be true, but, but um, anyway, that's the kind of thing that these uh, days often gives a lot of us stress because of it. So it's my job to help people preserve their money, keep it. That's what asset, you know, part of asset protection is reducing tax liability. And that's something that I feel particularly keen about. And it's something that you excel in as well. And if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, maybe you want to get some documents in order, or maybe you've had some documents done in the past, but you haven't had them done by an elder law attorney. Now's a wonderful time to schedule some time to speak with Bill. Go to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website. That's the best place for you to schedule an appointment to speak with him. You can also find information at WGALaw.com. about Bill's free webinars. The next set is happening on Wednesday, May 11th. These are free educational opportunities for you to learn more about financial assistance related to long-term care as well as asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. WGALaw.com. Just click on the seminars button at the top of the page. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him by going to WGA Law. 
law.com wgalaw.com that's where you can go to register for bill's free webinars if you want an educational opportunity that's free you can register for free by going to wgalaw.com if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning as well as long-term care assistance that may be available to you this deals with Medicaid, as well as VA benefits. There's a whole lot to learn. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page to learn more. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, we were talking earlier about, well, tax season is behind us, but uh, it's, that doesn't mean that we don't have to be able to implement some tips here to make sure that we're we're saving ourselves some heartache next year well taxes are omnipresent i mean the fact is is that uh in order to save tax uh, most of the things that we do we need to implement for the entire year and and so there are strategies and and these are things that uh i try uh, particularly when it's appropriate to discuss with each of my clients because, I, you know, even though we're doing estate planning, I'll, oftentimes part of that estate planning is how to uh, save on taxes. And, of course, uh, while most people think estate planning is about estate tax and gift tax and generation skipping tax, which it can be and oftentimes is, but it's mostly about income tax, you know, and how it all uh, works its way into the whole thing. Because if you can save on income taxes, that means you get to keep more of what you got. <laughs> and that's uh, so tax saving strategies are really, really important for folks. And what I find is that most of us, uh, particularly in the middle class, and even upper middle class often get very little to no real advice on what you might do to save a few thousand dollars here or a few thousand dollars there. And quite frankly, if it's a few thousand here and a few thousand there, that that's real money. <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I do want to share uh, a few of the tax saving strategies that I, I talk to folks about uh, because um, it, it, it's meaningful. All right. So now a lot of my clients are, in fact, seniors. Uh, and so I want to talk about some things that are particularly relevant to seniors and also other tax tips that apply to everybody who pays taxes. Okay. So uh, one is called a qualified charitable donation, a QCD. Now, when can you do a QCD and what does that mean? Well, first of all, if you are 70 and a half, not 70, but 70 and a half. And of course, the new rule for retirement account distributions, required distributions, are, is now 72. Not It used to be 70 and a half. But for qualified charitable donations, the, the age to do it is still 70 and a half. They did not change the age for QCDs. Now, what does that mean? Well, m- most of us do... In fact, particularly if we're doing fairly well, uh, we make charitable donations every year. You know, we give to the church. Um, uh, often folks give a lot of money to the church. They tithe. 
uh, and uh, other um, significant um, charities that we support. So frankly, many of us do make significant charitable uh, donations every year. Now, in the past, before the tax laws were changed, we would what? We would make our charitable donation, and those of us who would itemize, which was a large portion of taxpayers back then, we got to take a charitable deduction. But guess what? Charitable deductions went away when the tax code changed. That was one of the changes that I did not like at all. But it okay, so those deductions went away. So how can folks still get a little bang out of their money uh, when they make donations? Well, a QD, QCD is the answer for those who have retirement accounts. And of course, the fact is, is that uh, most companies don't do pensions anymore, and so folks have to basically make their own way for retirement. And so folks tend to have a pretty good size retirement account that's taxable when they draw it out. And now the uh, required minimum distributions start the year that you turn 72, not 72 and a half but the year you turn 72. So what, how a QCD works is you call up your retirement account custodian, uh, and custodian basically means, uh, for instance, if, if your retirement account is with Schwab or TD Ameritrade or, or E-Trade or wherever it is, American Fidelity, uh, Vanguard, you name it. Uh, that's your custodian. Well, you call your your folks up, and you have the custodian send the check directly from your retirement account to the charity or the church or the synagogue, uh, basically directly uh, so that it doesn't come to you first. Uh, now, you will still get a, uh, a 1099 for uh, that distribution, but it will be coded as a different code, uh, and as long as you keep your uh, your evidence that it went to your uh, charity, then you do not pay income tax on that distribution. Now, once you're 72, now, well, first of all, let's say you're 70 and a half and you've made this qualified donation. You um, obviously were not required to take that money, but you are giving the charity pre-tax dollars that you've never paid income tax on. That's far better than giving the charity dollars that you've already paid income tax on. So that's at least a savings in that sense. Now, to the degree you have a required minimum distribution the year you turn 72, then your donation will substitute for your taxable distribution. So let's say that you make uh, a $10,000 gift to the church and your minimum required distribution is $10,000. That's real easy math. So the bottom line is you give the required distribution to the church, 
and then you don't have to pay any income tax whatsoever on that $10,000 donation. So you save what would have otherwise been taxable income to you. And that's actually a bigger bane for your buck, not having to report it as income, than if you actually reported it as as income under the old system and then took a charitable deduction. So now, obviously, if the donation's not as big as your required distribution, you do have to take the balance of your required distribution and pay the tax on that. If you give more than your required distribution, then it, then you get the combination uh, of pre-tax dollars uh, as well as not having to pay tax on your required distribution. So that is something that helps a whole bunch of us when it comes to uh, saving dollars. Um, so that that is one of the first uh, tax-saving uh, strategies. And then the next one that some folks will scratch their head at when we talk about tax savings are Roth conversions. Uh, because when you do a Roth conversion, you're basically taking, in essence, a taxable distribution from a taxable retirement account, a regular IRA or 401k uh, type distribution, and then pushing that money over into a Roth account. Um, and the Roth, so you're having to pay the income tax now, but you, but you don't have to pay the tax later. Now, some folks will say, well, aren't you limited in terms of how much you can contribute to a Roth? And while you're working, yes, you, you are limited uh, depending on your age. Uh, I believe, the, and I could be wrong, but I think the limit is uh, $6,000. It might be five before you turn 55, you know, that type of thing. Uh, but I'm a lot older than that at this point, so I'm not worried about those youngsters. Uh, but that's why you're working. But, but, but when you're doing a conversion, you're not limited like that. And so the question is, can you save taxes by actually paying tax now? And there's some tricks to the trade as far as that goes. So uh, I know we have to take a break. But when we come back, I want to talk about why Roth conversions can actually save you and or your spouse a whole lot of money. It was a good opportunity for you to say it depends on your situation. So <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, never, never miss a chance for that, Bill. Uh, but we're going to get into that conversation, and we're going to see just how that could impact you. So stick around for that. And don't forget, if you want to learn more about Bill, whether it's scheduling an appointment to see him, or if you want to learn more about Bill's free webinars, go online to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. Dot com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. Maybe you're interested in learning more about how to be able to afford things if you're dealing with a long-term care crisis. Bill has an entire seminar dedicated to long-term care assistance that may be available to you. That's in the morning session. Or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, and tax planning goes into that as well. 
you can register for the afternoon session at wgalaw.com just click on the seminars button at the top of the page again these are free to attend it's free to register and you get to enjoy an educational opportunity for you put on by the man himself bill alexander go to wgalaw.com and click on the seminars button to learn more or if you want to call the office that phone number is 919-256-7000 we're taking a quick break but we'll be right back you're listening to asset protection today with attorney bill alexander and we'll be right back This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thanks so much for listening. You can learn more about Bill by going to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. If you want to schedule an appointment with an elder law attorney, Bill's the man you want to talk to. Go to WGALaw.com to do that. Or if you want to learn more about Bill's free webinars, click on the seminars button at the top of the page at WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with... Bill Alexander, and we're talking about some tax-saving tips. And Bill, before the break, we were having a discussion on uh, retirement account conversions, in particular to uh, a Roth account. And you know, I think a lot of us, when we have a 401k or another type of retirement account set up through our employers, we we just kind of think, well, we we set it and forget it. But there could be some huge tax savings here. No question about it, and and so uh, well. Let me just start with um, with the story. Recently, I had a consult with a wonderful couple. They were both just wonderful folks, and uh, the husband was almost sixty, and the wife uh, was a young fifty-eight. Uh, and um, uh, now they were both retired, uh, and. Uh, they uh, had substantial uh, resources, uh, and they had large retirement accounts. Uh, but even though they had large retirement accounts, now their ages are important. Why? Well, the husband was over 59 and a half. The wife was younger than that. Okay, so she was still 58. Now, that's important because 59 and a half is the age where you can take retirement account distributions without a penalty. So in essence, the husband could take out of his retirement account without a penalty, but the wife was not old enough to do that. So in essence, so the question was, would a Roth conversion be actually a good thing for them to do. Well, uh, they were actually living out of their resources, and come to find out, they actually had no income. Remember, they were retired and had large retirement accounts that they had not taken any distributions from. So when we looked at their tax return, it was no income, and they were very pleased. They didn't have to pay any income tax. Well, what about that? 
Well, the fact is what they lost was the fact that they had a standard deduction that was $28,000 plus, okay? So what it boiled down to is they actually, if, if you looked at the standard deduction, they had negative income. What they were missing was the fact that they could have taken about $28,000 out of their IRA or their retirement accounts and paid no income tax. Well, a free distribution is as good as it gets, okay? So what I'm getting at is, number one, they could take a distribution up to up to their standard deduction uh, while before they were going to take Social Security income or any other type of income, which they were delaying on that very wisely, which they should have. I mean, they weren't even old enough to take, do that yet. But the fact is, is that uh, this was a perfect time for them to take IRA money and convert it to Roth. And, of course, when you push money into a Roth, guess what? Then um, it grows income tax-free, and whenever you take it out, it comes out income tax-free. And there's one other advantage that a lot of folks don't realize— and that is a Roth does not have, um, it, it doesn't have a required distribution. So every time you push money into a Roth, you're, you are lowering your required distributions for the future. So, uh, you know, all, of, all three of the things, uh, no income tax on the growth, no income tax on the distribution, and lowering your required minimum distribution each year later is all extremely helpful. Now, then, thinking this same couple, the, the question is when they, were, when they were going to need to start taking their income and when they maxed out their Social Security, their income was going to be pretty good. So the question is, instead of just taking free money, the next bracket was only 10%, and the bracket after that right now is only 12%. Well, until, you remember I was talking about 2026 when the rates are going up? Well, guess what? They, they might choose to even take more money because after their free distribution based on their ta- uh, standard deduction, they could take an extra $20,000 at the 10% rate, and then take another $60,000 on top of that. Uh, so in essence, they could take, in essence, about $100,000 and only pay 12% federal income tax on that amount over $20,000. Now, I'm rounding these tax bracket numbers so for the CPAs not to get upset with me. But the fact is, is that 12% is cheap (laughs) so uh and and these folks were just in that rare place where they had retired they weren't working they basically were living on their resources they had no income at all but and most people who need to do conversions are folks who are taking social security and do have income but their uh, income taxes uh, are uh, sometimes lower sometimes not but but they're 
other reasons to take Roth conversions as well that a lot of folks don't think about. Uh, and I'm getting into the weeds now, but I'm always um, wanting to know, well, what will the survivor's income be when one of the spouses die? And what a lot of folks don't realize is that the oftentimes the surviving spouse's income is almost as high as uh, the income for both spouses. Uh, and of course, that that is one of those, it depends, everybody's different when it comes to that. But typically, I mean, obviously the survivor's always gonna get the higher social security check. Uh, oftentimes they'll get a large percentage of a pension if it's available. For those folks who have rental properties together, then generally the survivors got all of that rental income or other income or investment income. Uh, the survivor normally gets all of the retirement accounts that are left over. So oftentimes the survivor's income is actually almost just as high but what so many folks don't realize is that when you lose your spouse, the following year, now you get a joint income tax return the year of death, but the following year, you're single. And when you're single, you have half the tax brackets and half the deductions. So for a lot of folks, that will throw the surviving spouse into a higher tax bracket the following year. Now, if you're in the 12% bracket and you're thrown into the 22% bracket, that's a 10% differential. So would Roth conversions being paid at 12% be worthwhile? Because when you have required distributions and you have to pay 22% rather than 12%, that's a big tax savings if you're willing to pay the the tax early with a Roth conversion. And of course, again, that helps the surviving spouse by uh, reducing their required distribution. And then when you factor in that, okay, what about the children? The children are probably going to be in their highest earning years when both of you die. So guess what? Where your bracket might be lower, their tax bracket's going to be higher. And now under the SECURE Act, they only have 10 years to take the distribution following the second spouse's death. So guess what? You know, if you're doing planning for your children, Roth conversions uh, can be a substantial tax savings, not only for your surviving spouse, but also for your children. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, maybe you want to do some planning on your own, or maybe you want to have some documents set up and put an uh, asset protection plan together for yourself, go to WGALaw.com. From there, you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also find information about Bill's free webinars. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, May 11th. Bill does these the second Wednesday of every month. And if you want to learn more about the subjects of long-term care assistance, financial assistance that could be available to you, whether it's through Medicaid or VA benefits or a number of other avenues, go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page. Or 
if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, Bill's got a webinar for that as well. And again, that one's also free to attend. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page, or you can call the office 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we'll be back after this. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. We've been talking all about tax-saving advice. We went over some uh, qualified charitable donations. We went over some conversions and other uh, things that we can do to save some money with our retirement accounts. Bill, what else should we be aware of? Well, another strategy that applies uh, to everybody, uh, seniors as well as as those in their working years, uh, is a two-year tax strategy. And, and obviously, you're already at past the first quarter of the you know first year in the two-year strategy, so you may have already committed yourself to this year. But a two-year strategy is one where to the degree that you have, uh, like a lot of us, a lot of what would be itemized deductions, uh, you know, for instance, mortgage interest and things like that. But the fact is, is only about 1% of taxpayers today itemize or need to itemize because the standard deduction is much higher. We lost our personal exemptions, which was a bummer. Uh, when they changed the tax code, but they did raise the standard deduction, so now it's a lot harder for people to itemize successfully. So if you're one of those, and I was one of those, uh, where I used to itemize every year and it saved me a bunch of money, and actually the changes in tax law cost me money, I have to pay more because of the way the tax code works, uh, because uh, it, it doesn't pay for me to itemize anymore. So this is a particularly pertinent to me personally. So the strategy is to push my, item, my two years worth of itemized deductions into one year. And so that's year-end planning, if you will. So as to do you push all your deductions into December or to January? And oftentimes we can, in fact, control uh, uh, when, uh, you, you know, we uh, take our deductions and, and the like. It has to do with when we pay our, our mortgage, when we, um, when we uh, make our charitable contributions and, and things uh, when we pay our income uh, or our, our uh, real estate tax, for instance, we could pay it in September, but we could also pay it in January as long as we pay it in the first few days of the of January. So the the bottom line is is that we do have control over some of our uh, expenses and when we pay those, and so. In other words, what you do is you push two years' worth of deductions into one year, and in the 
alternate year you take the standard deduction. Now, this is true for both your, uh, you know, whether you're single or married. And of course, if you're married, uh, you both have to take either the standard deduction or to itemize. Uh, and that's true whether you do a, a separate income tax return or a joint income tax return. But this strategy can be very helpful to folks in, ta- in terms of saving, you know, a few thousand dollars. And like I said, saving a few thousand dollars here and a few thousand dollars there is is nice for it to be in your pocket rather than the government's pocket. And that's always a good thing. Now, a similar strategy is to defer income, particularly if you know that your tax rate is going to be the same or lower, or that for some reason your deductions or the like will be uh, better in the next year. Uh, then deferring your income from this year to the next year can also be helpful. Now, there is one deferral that I'm, I'm not partial to, and that's for folks to finance, owner finance, the sale of, of real estate, which some folks do to defer income taxes. And for some folks, it might help. But typically, when you're self-financing, you're doing it for somebody who's not credit worthy, and it oftentimes can result in far more problems for you than the the solutions it solves. Now, there are times when installment sales uh, can be extremely helpful, but it needs to be backed up with guarantees and security agreements and things along those lines that make a difference. And there's also a trust that we do that can lower um, one's uh, estate tax significantly by a certain type of trust we do that it also involves an installment sale. Now, another savings, I know I'm running out of time here, but for those folks, those seniors who are suffering with significant long-term care expenses, this is a, you have to understand that most long-term care expenses are deductible. So if you're out there spending 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100,000 dollars in long-term care expenses and you have a retirement account, this is the time to use the retirement account for those expenses because because you'll have such a large itemized deduction for a health care expense along with all your other itemized expenses that you won't be paying any or very little income tax on the uh, IRA or or 401k distribution. So when you have a significant long-term care financial crisis, that is, in fact, the time to use your retirement account rather than other resources that you might have. Just just some basic... um, uh, worthy advice when it comes to what what money do you use when you when you have to pay a significant sum out and it's helpful to know because this is usually not something that's on the top of our mind when we're dealing with 
a long-term care crisis. And as we often say, you don't know what you don't know. So having some of this advice available to us is wonderful. And this is another reason why it's so important that if, if you are dealing with a long-term care crisis or if you see one on the horizon, you need to schedule uh, some time to attend one of Bill's free webinars or schedule an appointment to see him or an elder law attorney in general. If you want to learn more from Bill, go to WGALaw.com. That's a wonderful way to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. WGALaw.com is also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars. You can click on the seminars button at the top of the page if you want to learn more about long-term care assistance available to you as well as asset protection and trust planning. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Stick around. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. If you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill, go to WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. That's also where you can go to find more information about Bill's free webinars. If you want to learn more about long term care assistance or asset protection and trust planning, that's the best place to go. WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page or call 919 256. 7,000. 919-256-7,000. We're out of time for today. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful weekend.